What's Your Position podcast may contain adult themes, sexual discussions, and strong language. We want everyone to be educated, but we are intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Every disaster movie starts with the government not listening to a scientist. And now your host, Ashley Weller. Welcome, fellow humans. How is everyone today? Okay, well, you already told me that that wasn't a movie quote, but <laughs> that was pretty good. What was it from? There's like a meme online. Well, there's, oh, yeah. not, there's not a lot of COVID There's not a lot of COVID movies, movies or, yet. Or TV. It's oh, been a little bit more in well, TV, but yeah. So. Do you think they're going to make COVID movies? Oh, yeah. I've already saw uh, something in the news about, oh, shit, who was it? Somebody famous is going to do some kind of heist movie that's during COVID. And that's like Ocean's Eleven. Oh. They, get a, they get the heist because of COVID. Wow. Okay. Ah. Well, this episode is... All about quarantine, really. I was look, I was thinking about it earlier, and it, there's some COVID-19 information, and most of it, though, has to do with quarantine and how it has affected us, because I was talking to a good friend of mine yesterday, and she is concerned about one of her friendships um, not really getting the attention that it deserves, and they're, they're having kind of a, an argument, they're having kind of a rift, and um, she was struggling with how to talk to this person. Um, and we kind of boiled it down to the fact that during COVID, you're not really engaging with people as much as you used to. And I, I had this sort of brainchild at 5 p.m. last night while I was stoned that maybe other people are experiencing this struggle of finding a balance between having relationships and setting boundaries and also maintaining social distancing and maintaining COVID guidelines and making sure that you're keeping yourself safe and your family safe and your friends safe and your coworkers safe. And so I thought at five o'clock last night, I'm going to come up with a questionnaire and I'm going to ask the what's the position podcast fandom world and see what the answers were. And then I had an even another better high thought was that I was going to ask like 10 other people to also post those questions on their Instagram stories. So um, if you got bombarded with <laughs> with questions last night because you follow all of the same people as I do. Sorry. Um, sorry, not sorry. Uh, I just really wanted to find out how relationships were affected during quarantine because I feel like 2020 kind of fucked a lot of shit up and I don't feel like anyone from Brad Pitt down to the guy who, you know, begs for change on the corner is going to come out of 2020 unscarred. I feel like everybody is going to have some sort of, of trauma, some sort of scar. They've lost someone to COVID. They've had COVID. They've been exposed to COVID. They lost their job. They, they broke up with someone. They, we're isolated, like being isolated. My God, we are social creatures by nature. All we want to do is socialize. We cannot survive in isolation. And a lot of psychiatrists and a lot of therapists and a lot of brain people think that the after effects from COVID-19, even in people who didn't get it, are going to be immeasurable the PTSD that people are going to have, the depression that's going to linger, the anxiety that people are going to have. This is something that is going to forever change the landscape of our psychiatry from here on out. So 
I sort of wanted to tap into that. And I also wanted to touch on COVID-19 a little bit because I haven't really talked about it on the podcast and just sort of give some basic facts about COVID-19. We love statistics on this show. We love facts. We love to educate people. Um, I'm not going to issue a a trigger warning. I'm just going to say that this show, my position is that COVID-19 is real. Uh, My position is that masks save lives. I wear mine all the time. My position is that getting the vaccine is going to help a lot of people um, survive and not contract this horrible illness. Um, And that's our position over here. So if that's not in line with what you think or feel, by all means, turn it off. I'm turning the mics off. I have all the power. I don't agree with you. And sorry, folks, this is the end of the What's Your Position podcast. Thanks and have a great day. No, I definitely ditto everything you just said. Right? Um, That's something that we're going to get into later. Differences of opinion and how that can actually affect some relationships. So um, there are quite a few people uh, in the world who do not agree with those three sentiments. Maybe they don't agree with just one of them. Maybe they don't agree with any of them. And that's okay. Um, I... I think that it's dangerous in some cases to deny that COVID is a real thing. Uh, I think it's dangerous for the economy and for people's health. Um, And it's dangerous for your relationships. So we're going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, First, I'm going to give you the statistic of the day. It's one of the questions that I asked in um, in my poll that I gave. I asked three questions. How did your relationships change, which you had an issue with? And we're going to talk about that in just a minute. Um, Did you gain or lose anyone? And I left it open and broad on purpose because I wanted people um, to interpret the word uh, loss in their own way. So did you lose someone to COVID or did you lose someone because um, you cut them off? You broke broke ties. Um, And then are you still with your significant other? The question actually was, did you end the year with who you started, but it was targeted specifically at romantic relationships. And Robert Maine and that's me. Audiences at home. I'd like you to guess. I had an answer. <laughs> oh, good. It kept popping up on my stories too. I was getting annoyed <laughs> and I was like, God damn it. No. You know everybody. Um, by the way, we had over 200 responses. I didn't get one. I'm very mad at my followers. <laughs> Not one of my, I, but I had a feeling no one, no one answers. I mean, I, I posted it last things. night. You do those more often than I do. Those like questions like, I'm bored. Answer me anything yeah. on Instagram. I never do those. because I love those. No one ever does them for me. Maybe if you did it more, they would. No, I'm just not that. I don't do that kind of stuff on Instagram. Yeah, I know. Instagram. Follow me on Robert Arthur Maine if you dare. If you make the oh. the six six six. Oh yeah, how how many are you at right now? I think I'm actually at six six five because I haven't updated it, but usually I keep it at six six six. He likes Hail to keep Satan. his Hail Satan. He likes to keep his followers. It's actually funny that like the the perfect amount of people I've come to once I've started regulating my number, <laughs> it doesn't. I don't get very more like. Uh, I don't follow, 666 is like the perfect number of people I follow too. Oh, that's like, how many you follow too? Yeah, oh, yeah. I follow way more accounts than I yeah, right follow now it's, me. So someone I follow and followed me isn't following me anymore. So oh, okay. Whatever. All right. Screw them. So, uh, try, First question. Try and, uh, try and join uh, Robert Arthur Maine if you dare. You can be yeah. his final one. Or um, Ram Art Media. Or, I, yeah, we yeah, accept everyone else. over there. <laughs> that's nice of you. Yeah. Um, so are you still with the person you were with at the beginning of 2020? What... Do you think the percentage 
split yes and no is. So yes, I am still with the person I was with at the beginning and no, I am not. What is the percentage split? I would probably say my number is going up and up. I'm going to say 80 yes, no, uh, 20 no. Okay. So we had two other questions. How did your relationship change? And I left that question broad intentionally as well because I wanted people to think about all relationships. And you said, did you gain or lose a relationship and how did your relationships change? Was that the same question or aren't they kind of the same question? Yeah. Not one person thought that that was similar. Like they said, the way that their relationships change, people interpreted it exactly as I had hoped that they would. I'm single. So maybe that's why. So yeah. I was like, what's a what's significant other? So. What, yeah, that's true. How would it change? People took the change more philosophically, like how they learned to manage relationships versus did they lose anyone? Did they and some people actually took the word loss as death, which is unfortunate. A lot of people lost yeah. people this year. So let's talk a little bit about COVID. Um COVID-19 or the coronavirus or Rona or the vid or the COVID. Do you have any? It was was like more. My Corona. I guess that's it. Okay. So it started. um, It's lame. There's that many names already. It's ridiculous. Uh, Sources say that it started in Wuhan, China, in a province in China. Um, there is numerous rumors and and facts flying around about how COVID itself started. Um, it's a virus. It travels. It can travel from people to humans. It can travel travel from humans to humans. Um, they're probably going to be like debating where the exact origin came from for a really long time. I heard somebody say sense, it started Cause, here because I feel like all the other ones that have like hit us not as hard but have been on the like newsworthy mm-hmm. they've figured it out like oh it came from like this swine flu or the bird flu it came well, from yeah. this farm like they figured out it came from this like why haven't they been able to figure out where they did but there are a lot of people who don't believe it and so there's a lot of rumors so they still have to like debunk all those other rumors so, so but as of now is Wuhan Wuhan in a bat okay okay um COVID may have feel like it's gone on forever. It feels like it's gone on forever. Like 2020 was the longest year ever and it's still going. (laughs) It is, it's January 13th, um, which is a day that is going to live in infamy as the day, uh, the first president of the United States was impeached twice. Congratulations on your victory. Did that vote go through? Yeah. It passed and everything? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I was he's, checking Twitter, but I, no. Yeah, he's I didn't he's he's been impeached twice. Uh, has to go to the Senate. He has to be convicted, but he's technically well, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. First one, whatever. it really doesn't. Um, so but, COVID. Sorry, but on that little note, one thing about that is someone that's impeached twice can't run for political office again. Not true. No. Unfortunately, he has to be convicted of the thing he is being impeached for, oh. which is it's okay though because what they can do is actually wait until the new Senate takes over um, after Inauguration Day, and that Senate is a majority of people will most likely convict him because the last time it was really close. Yeah. So this time it might be over. So And more Republicans voted to impeach him this time than they did last time. So 
if they wait a little while. Um, he can still be impeached on trial after he's no longer president. He doesn't have to be president oh, to go his, to that trial. His day is not done. Oh, no. Oh, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. 2021 is going to be terrible for him. He becomes a, a U.S. citizen um, as of Inauguration Day. He no longer has the rights of a president. So. I, that And that day, I, I'm all for states' rights. Usually <laughs> I'm not, but that day I'm like, states go after states him. States go. No, I'm kind of for states' rights. But. All right, enough political. Enough well, Trump no, talk. actually, no. But, I mean, it's no, involved, because it's involved a lot of the answers that people gave about why their relationships changed, it was politically motivated. And a lot of them said things about COVID-19. And all the question was, was how does your relationships change in 2020? But 2020 was such a volatile year for all of those things. And people felt it. Um, so for COVID, just so you guys know what it is, it's a virus. It's a respiratory illness. Um, it actually attacks and affects almost all systems in the body eventually. Um, they're saying now that individuals who contracted COVID can show signs of um, damage to the central nervous system and to the circulatory system, um, damage to their um, mental health. They actually develop anxiety and depression afterwards. Um, so COVID is really affecting a lot of different areas of the body. It's different from the flu uh, in that it's much more contagious. The flu has a lot less symptoms and lasts a lot less longer. Uh, it doesn't take as long to get over. Um, and the flu actually killed less people in the last five years than COVID I'm has. I'm pretty sure I got the flu t this year. I got really sick. I don't get sick. And <laughs> something knocked me down for like a couple of days. And I thought it was COVID at first, but I got, I've been, I got tested then and since then multiple times and I don't have it, but I think I just got the flu. How many times have you had COVID tested? All together or since then? No, total. How many, like guess? Uh, uh, like 25. Same. Yeah. I got tested for a high number though. I got tested four times in one week. I got, I think mine is like two or three. It was awful. My nose felt I so I had a good one on Saturday. I had a good one on Saturday. It wasn't too bad. She I did a spit one. Have you done a spit one yet? Uh, yeah. I, the worst one, what's, what's funny is a lot of people don't like the nose one. Nose one doesn't, I've had one bad nose experience. Oh my she, God. She just went way too far. She poked but, your brain. But other 95% of them have been, I have no problem with the nose. The one with the mouth, where it's not spitting, but you have a swab. I haven't had that one. Oh, I did. I have a funny story about that. It was for a film job. It was the day before, and we went to the production office to do it. And they hand it to you, and they make you go in the corner and do it yourself. And it's in the morning, and I already have, like, acid reflux, and I was drinking coffee, and I was already, like, oh, kind of no. just feeling not too good that morning. And so I'm sticking this thing, and she's like, "Get down, get in there deep." And I was like, oh. and "I'm starting, to, and I'm starting. Oh, it gets, it, I'm getting there." <laughs> I, I start, you know, gagging, and I'm rubbing it around, and I'm, and I'm all done, and I put it away. And she goes, "Wow, you could never be a gay guy." <laughs> And we all like look at each other like, wow, Holy that's, shit. that's really, that's kind of funny, but kind of inappropriate, but still funny. And then the guy, there was another guy there that was working the job. He's like, well, I'm gay. And then we're like, oh, that was got real Ooh. awkward. And he's like, and he, but then he made a joke. I forget what he said, but he kind of said something else to lighten the mood. He was like, oh, okay. He's kind of cool. <laughs> but oh. she was like this kind of older, you know, crotchety oh, nurse. God. Yeah. It was kind of, it was kind of funny. Speaking but. of sore throats, um, that is one of the symptoms of COVID-19. Oh, yeah. Um, Fever is, in 88% of people that got COVID-19, according to the CDC, fever is the top uh, symptom, followed by a dry cough, exhaustion, 
shortness of breath, sore throat, aching of muscles and joints and headache. And then in, no smelling and no it, tasting, that, right? It was that one wasn't in the top five. Huh. That's that's what's the one thing I keep hearing is. So what I hear is that the onset symptoms, the symptoms that make you go get tested, that's not what it is. It's later in COVID where you lose your sense of smell and sense of taste. Hmm. So it's like a latter symptom, I guess. I but saw a not funny, a symptom that goes makes you go get tested. I saw a funny thing on Jimmy Kimmel that uh, someone made a graph of the reviews on Amazon of Yankee candles from like la- like two years ago till, oh, no. till now. Oh and when God. COVID hit, they were all went <laughs> oh down of like, how can you, and there were vicious, vicious reviews of just like, how can you guys put out such shitty products? I bought one last year and it worked, you know, smelled fine, but you guys must've changed your, you know, recipe. It's just like, Bro, no, you guys got Corona. You got, you got COVID. Uh, the median incubation period. So this is a big hot topic of debate is if you're exposed, how long are you contagious for? Right. How long I'm does curious. it is the incubation period? So they did a buttload of, of research on this because the times have varied well, can massively. I, can I interject just real quick? Because yeah. this is the problem now that we're 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 coming up on a year. Like mm-hmm. it, it hit at least the U.S. Kind January. Of well. January 21st was the first case in the United States in Washington state. Okay. January 26th was the first case in California and it was the second case in the United States in Wuhan, China. The first case was in November. So we've already passed the year. Technically. Okay. But I'm in my eyes though, as a civilian, I I look at March. March is like when shit closed down. We took it way more like this wasn't just the flu like yeah yes it was here but march is that's interesting that you that's interesting that you say that because at my work i work at, at a clinical research company i see patients every day i'm what they call a patient facing uh coordinator so i sit with a lot of people who are mentally ill they have schizophrenia they have bipolar disorder and they come from boarding care facilities and sober living facilities and in-home care facilities and we started hearing about coronavirus and how how rampant it was and how it was spreading like wildfire spreading like the flu worse than the flu and all these people in China were dying and we were seeing these YouTube videos of these Americans who were in China and they couldn't leave because it was like they got shut down and they had to stay inside so here at my job we started wearing masks and gloves in January Mm -hmm. and we were already at a heightened sense of fuck in February yeah and when they shut down, so did we, yeah. basically. Like, I understand for an everyday person who doesn't work maybe in the medical community, somebody who, like yourself, works in Hollywood, does videos and music and shit outside of, right? outside of the medical community. Kevin, who works in construction, didn't really understand the magnitude until we were in Vegas for 311 Day and it was supposed to be the final four in March right. and we got to Vegas and they canceled one of the biggest gambling events of the year. They canceled gambling. Right. They canceled basketball. And Kevin and I were like, bro, this is fucking huge. Like this is big. This is gigantic. So if they're going to cancel something that makes billions of dollars, you know that higher people than you know something. Right. So, so that's when it became apparent to most people, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. But so what I was getting at, though, was Sorry. Like, no, it was like a little tangent because I think it hits home with everybody else. It, it, I think it depends on who you are and what yeah. you do is when COVID really hit you. Yeah. But 
early on, I think we all agree that we didn't know shit about this thing. We thought we did. We yeah. we were and and even the Fauci's of the world, like mm-hmm. they were trying their best. And that's why I think this was so confusing too. It's just something we'd never seen before. Yep. And the top people just were trying their best. And but now we're coming on we're in a year now. I'll say a year now. And um we know a lot more. We've seen unfortunately a lot more deaths and we've been able to do a lot more tests and Fortunately, we know a little bit more. So unfortunately, though, that doesn't help the United States. So that helped countries like Australia and Thailand, um, New Zealand, who have some of the lowest fucking Singapore. I- fucking islands. Well, sure. People, you got to throw that in there. They're Australia is massive. I understand. It's a continent. It takes it takes a lot to get there, though. Okay. It's not just go, like going to You Hawaii. are correct. It's not convenient. Mm. However, yeah. what they did was paramount in helping oh, them. Yes, absolutely. It, it, it isn't just that they were at, they shut the fuck down. Like sh- no we, one they, coming in, they did no one going out. Done, so yes. shout out to my sister Lindsay who lives in Thailand and listens to every episode while she takes my precious niece on walks. Hi Barry. <laughs> Auntie Ashley loves you. Um Lindsay lives in Thailand and they shut Thailand down. No one could leave. No one could come in. Um, if you were American, if you're an expat and you were in Thailand and you needed to leave for some reason, um, if you came back to Thailand, you had to put yourself in a hotel, stay there for two weeks. You were not allowed to leave your hotel room. They would bring food to your door. You paid for your entire stay on your own. You paid for all the food on your own and you got tested at the beginning and at the end of that two week quarantine. And if you were still positive at the end of the two weeks, you did it for another two weeks and you paid for it. So... People didn't leave. Yeah. And no one came in because you had to quarantine for 90 days as a tourist. Mm. And they track you on your phone. My friend went to Hawaii. When you get off the plane, they make you put a QR code on your phone. And then when you go anywhere in Hawaii, a convenience store, a grocery store, a restaurant, a hotel, they scan your QR code. And if you're not cleared to be there, you can't go in. That's cool. I like that idea. I haven't heard that. Yeah, one. and Hawaii has a really low, low, low amount of COVID. Well, they're gonna cases. start doing that once the vaccine's put out. That you're not gonna be able to go places or work right. or work. I've been told that I'm not gonna be able to work in the film industry next year if I don't have a vaccine. We're gonna talk about the vaccine actually because I, I got so. it. Um, right. But unfortunately for the United States, we have currently this. These numbers are as of today at 4 p.m. 22.9 million confirmed cases in the United States. Uh, and 39,000 deaths. And then just to put that in perspective for you, um, that's four Vietnam Wars. Um, that's two times the loss of life that was in World War II. And the flu of 1918 that people mistakenly call the Spanish flu, it actually started in Kansas. It had nothing to do with Spain. No Spanish person started that flu, by the way. Um, The 1918 flu killed 675,000 people over the course of two years. Year one, we're at 390,000. So we are on track to surpass the uh, flu of 1918. Just to put those numbers into perspective, it's, it's it's a really sad way to start the podcast, and I'm sorry to do it, but I have to. It is the leading cause of death in the United States surpassing cancer, heart disease, drug overdoses, and suicide, which have led the leading causes of death for the last 40 years. Now COVID is the leading cause of death. Unfortunately for people who get COVID, 
this is this is one of my arguments for getting the vaccine, right? Everybody who has said, well, people have said a lot of shit to me. People have said a lot of shit to me about getting the vaccine. Um, yes, I hear U2 on a constant loop in my head. They did download the new U2 album. Um, I can also tune... Now it's my favorite. <laughs> I can also tune into uh, Sirius Satellite through the roof of my mouth whenever I want to. Um, and I think the microchip has made it into my gallbladder. I feel... I think I felt it the other day in my gallbladder. See, the thing with the microchip... I- <laughs> What is the downside? In also, in a hundred years, we're all gonna be microchipped, and you all have a cell phone in your pocket that has multiple mic- microchips in okay. it to track you that do the same thing that if it was in your skin. Thank you. Bunky said the other day that one of his coworkers was like, "I'm not getting the vaccine because I don't want no microchip. I don't want the government following me." And he was like, "What the fuck is in your pocket, Joe? Like, I just gave him a name. What's in your pocket? Yeah, an iPhone." That you just put the new update on, that you just accepted the terms and conditions. And now, and now all these new watches have like your heartbeat until you're like oxygen. Like this is the same shit, even more information than this little microchip is going to give. There is no microchip. <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> but I'm down, dude. Bill Gates, sponsor the podcast and then microchip me up, dude. Unofficial sponsor, Bill yeah. Gates. Hopefully Cheers soon to, to be Gates. official sponsor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe Melinda's. I love Melinda too. Yeah, we gotta get. We gotta you get know the how woman much in. they do for AIDS. My God. Yeah, shout out. The leading cause of death in in the United States is that's COVID. crazy. I know. Um, the sin, crazy. the things that happen to someone after they have COVID. They're calling it long COVID, uh, post viral fatigue syndrome. People just okay. Kevin's boss got it in November. She's still not back at work. It's January thirteenth. She sleeps eighteen hours a day. She cannot get out of bed. How nuts is that? I mean, 18 hours sounds pretty great. To Shut me. up. Saying, saying 18 <laughs> hours. Oh, my God. You're dumb. I know. But Permanent sounds, organ. Sure it's not amazing. It's bed. not. No. Permanent organ damage. Um, ongoing problems were reported with the respiratory system, the brain, the cardiovascular system, the heart, the kidneys, the stomach, the liver, and even the skin. People are saying that they have developed eczema after getting COVID, which is a really horrible and awful skin condition for people. It's very painful. Um, 10% of people so far have said that their symptoms have lasted beyond the two weeks um, and have been severe enough to keep them at home or in the hospital. 10%. It's pretty low. Okay, so that's pretty low. That is uh, 10% of 23 million is 230,000. Yeah, but if we're talking about statistics, that's a low statistic. It is 10%. a low statistic, but if you're batting, yeah, zero point zero ten or whatever it is, even or even one hundred, you're mm-hmm. not showing up in the. But those are severe symptoms. Okay, so here's here's the crappiest part: is that sixty percent say they felt lasting symptoms of some kind. So, Wait, so what's the difference then? So severe symptoms that kept them in the oh, hospital. You're saying beyond se- the two weeks. Severe symptoms versus just symptoms. Right. Gotcha. Okay. Correct. And that makes okay. Okay. Um, exor- exercise tolerance may take two to three months to return to baseline. Heart-related symptoms such as palpitations and tachycardia um, have been reported in at least ten percent of of people who have come back and told doctors about. Uh, their symptoms. This is the other shitty thing too. This is really what's annoying to me is that we are taking these statistics right now at face value. This has only been a year. We didn't, this this isn't good statistical data. This is one round of the first 
time we've ever had coronavirus in in this world. So when I say that 60%, I it's like a statistic that someone's pulling out of their ass. Like this is something that we're going to have to keep track of for centuries. Like okay, here, let me let me put this in perspective. I like I said I work in clinical research and I don't work on the neurological side, I work on the psychological side. But right now on the neurological side, we're doing something called a post polio uh, study study. Polio was a disease um, that was thankfully eradicated in the 1960s by a vaccine, but it would uh, attack little children mostly. It also attacked adults, including FDR, who was a president for four terms and was amazing. Um, and it caused paralysis. And kids had to live inside these things called iron lungs, and it caused severe paralysis, sometimes paral- uh, making um, the brain paralyzed, causing organs to fail, sometimes just affecting the legs, sometimes just affecting one limb, sometimes just affecting your gait, your walk. But now people are experiencing, decades later, people who survived polio, now in their 60s and 70s and 80s, are experiencing really horrific symptoms day-long migraines with like uh, auditory like ringing in their ears, um, skin problems, um, concentration and memory issues, um, organ problems. So we're doing this post-polio study 50 years later. We're going to be doing these studies on COVID patients in 50 years, right? And I didn't want to be one of those people. I didn't want COVID. I didn't want it at all. I I had I have seen a lot of people at my work get it. I know a lot of my friends. Um, a lot of my coworkers got it. Unfortunately, um, some of them had absolutely no symptoms whatsoever. Um, completely felt fine. Oh, your producer has it over here. Oh, <laughs> Stop it. We talked to Rex. He was on the podcast and he had COVID and he said really all it was was that he lost his sense of taste and smell. And when we spoke to him, he had been recovered for, I think, four or five months and he still hadn't gotten it back fully. Um, one of my coworkers right now has been out of work for two weeks and she tried to get back online to work online and she just couldn't make it through a day. She's just so tired and she's young. She's in her 20s. Wow. Um, it, it affects everyone differently. So it really bothers me when people are like, only old people are going to die or young people can't get it or young people aren't going to, you know, get any of the harsh symptoms. Well, I th- okay. I, I, I hear you. <laughs> That's going to be your tagline. I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> um, but I'm a science guy. I like statistics. And as harsh as it is a sound, is to me... And I haven't got it, and I'm I'm coming from. It's natural selection. This is I I like when nature fucks with humans. Humans are so privileged. We we think we're so high and mighty that it's true that we live on this rock. We're so lucky that we get to live. That there's no other planets around us that have what we have. Like it's crazy. It's true. That's a really existential and, and wonderful things thought. Things could go. You know, awry in any second. We have hurricanes, we have earthquakes. Nature fucks with us, and I love that. I love when it puts humans in our place. And it's and it's funny because I used to say before the pandemic, there's a famous quote. I should have quoted this before <laughs> I know what from the Office. That's during uh, 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 the Vance Vance Federation wedding. Um, 
Jim and Dwight are walking in and, and Dwight's just disgusted because there's like so many people. He's like, who are all these people? We need a new plague. And I would post it because I thought I was, I was like, yeah, we need a new plague. Get rid of these fucking people. There's Sadly, too many people. It, there are, but we but, can't pick and choose who it is that dies. But now COVID. it's here. It's like, fuck. Now shit. I'm, yeah. Shit, I so, wood. <laughs> that being said, the statistics, yes. Are the statistics not wrong that that no, older people cause, they cause the, are absolutely we, disproportionately we, we, affected? Well, we found out, yeah, because the elderly communities have just been hit so hard. Oh yeah, and the compromised immune system. We figured that out, and that makes sense. Like older people have lower immune systems. Any, well, sort of, kind of. They. It's not that their immune systems are less. It's that it takes them longer to recover. Right, um, and it's harder for them to bounce back from yeah. something like this. Um so the survival rate Yeah. That's that's what you got to look at. Yes, people get that. I'm not arguing that people young people don't get this. We do get it. Right. And I'm putting myself in that category, but our survival rate is better. Extremely Absolutely. Yeah, not extremely, but no, way higher. I think I read I didn't put the statistic in here, but I think I read something like 70% of the deaths are in an age group over the age of 55. Yeah, but doesn't mean we shouldn't think about those it's people. Not about, it's not eight, just about... Eight-year-old woman. It's not, but it's not yeah. just about dying from COVID. These symptoms oh, I know. That's that what's go on forever... That's like, now the new thing of the... Oh, no, shit. thank you. It's not just the flu. Fuck. It's yeah. the flu forever. Yeah. Like, imagine having the flu, but forever. Like, fuck that noise. Now, can we, are we, can we fast forward to the vaccine? I'm getting... Right now, we don't even have to fast forward. Here we go. now... Now my question to you is someone who's got it now? Oh yeah, I, well I have the I've had my first okay. shot and I get my second shot on the 25th. Gotcha. So having now cuz I understand like the polio vaccine, I've gotten vaccines, but I haven't gotten a flu vaccine. I've since high school. I get one every year cuz of where I, I work and I don't get the flu. So like I'm not an anti-vaxer but I'm a young person. I'm sure when I'm like 60, I probably should get the flu vaccine every year. And if you from work, now on with COVID now, I guess. Well, if you work in a in a community that is exposed to the flu, you probably aren't exposed to people who have the flu, right? Like you you don't. Well, with film, it's, it's you, different people every day. Then it's you may like, want to consider getting the flu vaccine. Like yeah, that's what they say is it's the not about. Six years I've been working. I've never. You got it this year. Could have gotten just a cold. You only, said it was the flu. I mean, listeners, go back. He said it was the flu. It could have been. It was thirty minutes ago. Um, I'm just saying, I get the flu vaccine now because of where I work, and I am so grateful that I haven't gotten the flu. Knock on wood. And this wasn't a question for me when my work oh, I'm said, this, "Yeah." When my work said we're offering the flu, the COVID vaccine. I got it in December. I got the COVID vaccine. In the same year that COVID came to America. That's crazy. Shout out to the fucking scientists fucking, that figured um, that out. So let's shout out to them because their names. Or for enough for, for the United States, right? Nope. The oh. scientists' name are Ugar Sahin and Ol, ooh, Oslam Tarichi. And they had dedicated their lives to the field of oncology and infectious disease. And they spent years pioneering personalized immunotherapy treatments for cancer. Sahin was born in Turkey and he moved to Germany when he was four. And he met Tarici, um, another Turkish uh, scientist, and they got married. And how cute is that, that a married couple discovered the COVID vaccine um, and helped change the course of the world? I have a question, though. Yes. Sounds great. Shout out to them. But there's like three vaccines. So that's the Pfizer people. Right. 
Right. So I didn't look they, at the Moderna they, one. Were they like the first to like call it? Yes. Okay. Yes, well, they were. I give a shout out to all of them. I don't give a I shit. I do too. Who was no, first. no, no, no. This is this is why this is so. Was that the one you guys worked so on? We worked on the Pfizer vaccine. Okay. But oddly enough, we got the Moderna vaccine. Oh. Yeah. Um, the vaccine, either Pfizer or Moderna, is RNA based, and it's ninety five percent effective from preventing an individual from contracting COVID. Um, if you do contract COVID, uh, it shows that your symptoms are drastically lower. Um, than those who didn't get the vaccine. Um, it was made super fast, so a lot of people had questions about, well, how can a vaccine be made so fast? It takes them 25 years to make a medication. Yes, it does. Um, but those medications aren't high up on... I work in research, right? We, it doesn't take 10 years for everything. Uh, and when you have the globe working together instead of competing against one another, that means you have scientists working together and sharing their information. Look what we found. You guys work on this too. Um, here's more money from another country that wants to help us. Here's Dolly Parton, and she has millions of dollars. Shout, shout, shout the fuck out to Dolly Parton. Uh, thanks to the fast-acting scientists who thought they could help, um, the global collaboration and the financial aid from countries all over the world and the fact that we already had some coronavirus um, vaccines from SARS because SARS is another corona based virus. Yeah, I've seen the test <clears throat> some of the testing ladies on the film jobs their testing uh, boxes say like SARS number something something I'm like oh. That's what COVID is. It's SARS number yeah. something. So um, we have all of these things in, in our in our court and that's why it was so quickly. So I know people had some questions about that. Um it hurt. It hurt my arm. My arm was sore the next day. Uh, and I was tired uh, for like 24 hours. And that was it. My friend Maddie uh, got a headache for 24 hours. Um, my boss said he had flu-like symptoms overnight. He said he was sweating a lot and then had some body aches throughout the night. And then it was gone in the morning. Um, and then a girl I work with said she had a headache. A um, bunch of people I work with said nothing so hmm. it ranges from person to person they say the second vaccine will give you more side effects so i will post i will let everybody know what the second vaccine made me feel like but the first vaccine i was sleepy hmm. that's about it and i'm not usually sleepy so i noticed i guess um do you have any questions about the vaccine that you can think of i think you answered them all okay uh, you know i like i said i'm not an anti-vaxxer but i like i don't get the flu vaccine but all I needed to hear from multiple people was, if you want to work in film next year, you got to get the vaccine. I was like, okay, I don't need to know. I, there's no politics behind it. If I if that's the rule in my line of work, right? If that's if that's how you're going to like have to work and have to get a job, bitch. If that's how I have to get into a fucking concert, here's my fucking card. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah, if that's how I have to get on a plane. Let's fucking go. I want to move on. Let's progress. Let's let's keep. Let's go. Let's okay. Yeah. That little speed bump. All right. Let's fucking move on. I'm ready. Like I don't want to hear this bullshit. God yeah. damn it. Um. So how is COVID affecting our mental health? Robert Maine, can you tell me? Has COVID affected you at all? Given you, has it <clears throat> has it caused any shifts in relationships for you? Has it? Talk to me about your experience with quarantine, not just COVID, because that's not really what this episode is about. It's about quarantine. Well, I, like like you said, like the film industry was hit hard. Um, and like, like we were talking about when it hit us, March 
is the reason I think of it because I went to go work at a BuzzFeed for a week. I think it was the 19th, I think. And I showed up Monday morning thinking I was going to work and there was no one in the office. And the producer comes walking over to me like, yeah, we're canceling the week. And I was like, oh, shit. And thankfully, BuzzFeed still paid me, which was very nice. Ooh, got, thank like, you, a, BuzzFeed. I my own stimulus package from BuzzFeed. <laughs> I hope they hire me. They haven't asked me. I don't know if they're operating. Hey, BuzzFeed, hire them back. Yeah, I, I like that place. Um, and yeah, so we, me and my grandmother, she's 82, 80, almost 83 now. Mm-hmm. And she's compromised, not only older, but she's she's had some cancer flare-ups. and so She's had some heart issues, too. Yeah. So I, gotta, I have to keep a, and I, I live in the back house and keep an eye on her and he does he takes really good care of her groceries we wipe them all down um i wear masks everywhere i I, i'm pretty good um we all try to get tested as much as possible yeah luckily my job makes me yeah mine too mine too yeah we are really lucky in that regard you and i that we've been able to get tested as much as possible and that we've been able to and i mean i did you lose any friends um I mean, I'm not seeing friends as much, I guess. Um, yeah, just not actual friends. I don't think. Not because of COVID. No, just probably just time. Just can't go out as much. Yeah. Can't, can't go have <clears throat> dinner with my friends anymore and just catch up. Do you feel like your mental health has changed at all this year? Do you feel better than you did last year? Do you feel like this helped you at all? Or do you feel like it hurt you? Kind of, I mean, I can't deny it's not a bummer. It's a big bummer, but I'm I'm not depressed. It never made me really depressed. I I knew as humans we would get through this. It's gonna take a while. A lot of bickering and politics and, mm-hmm. and money, but <clears throat> it's gonna take a while. Actually, one of the first things that crossed my mind when we were in quarantine, I was thinking and hearing all these things we're gonna have to start doing, wearing masks and 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 maybe gloves and all this stuff and, and what it's going to be on film sets. Ugh. And I took an early, early on COVID officer test um, online. So I am an officer, COVID, COVID officer. Oh my goodness. But I don't like, I'm not doing it. Do I you have a wanna, badge? No, I have, a, yeah, I have a certificate. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, so early on with that class, I I knew what we were going to be up against <clears throat> coming up when we were able, able to film again, which I think my first job back was June. Um, I've been really lucky that I've been able to work once once the like the gates were open and film and we were able to be tested and have covid officers and and all that stuff. I, I had a great year this this year. I had I worked yeah. on some awesome things that I, You did. And, and the amount of time that we were open was the amount of stuff I've had, like cool stuff in the amount of year I would do. So I've been fortunate that way, but it's but it's been a new kind of film set. Like yeah. I've, I've been seeing it. Everything's a lot more expensive now because you get a higher testing and COVID officer. And yeah. I worked on a movie where it was $10,000 minimum right off the budget just for testing, not even COVID supplies, just for testing the crew and the actors. $10,000. Yeah. That's a, that's a whole day of filming for an indie movie. Like that fucking sucks. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. So it's just frustrating. I think that's the, I, for me, it's it frustrating. Is, especially because we're people who adhere to the rules and I'll, I'll come right out and say it. I was fucking crazy scared. March, April, May, 
I was in my house. I went to work and I went home. The end. And I didn't see you or Nana or Linda yeah. for three months. I had my birthday in COVID with nobody. Luckily, I didn't. Not nobody. Actually, Kevin and Stephanie were amazing. I had a, a, a this probably the smallest birthday I've ever had because I am a birthday whore. Um, well, we got a big one coming up, so we'll we make do. up for it. We so. do. We'll make up for it. Yeah. But yeah, it was it was crazy to have to celebrate your birthday during COVID. And my husband and my friend Stephanie made it one of the most special days. And it was like... I it, I got dressed up and and got to have great food and got to have a dance party and and it was amazing and um your graduation too I graduated with my masters during COVID and we made that pretty good you were that was it like, was it was incredible I wouldn't have done it any other way we weren't in a crowd of five hundred people I don't know yeah. we were in Nana's backyard and my name came up on a television screen and everyone <laughs> who everyone was FaceTiming me and um I, I got to jump in a pool when I was done and I mean people got married this year you know they just did it however they could my friend Sherelle and her boyfriend and husband now have been together for over 10 years and they decided to get married this year because of COVID. They were like, that way we can just have it be us and like not go through the crazy <laughs> pomp and circumstance and not spend thousands of dollars. And they got married in their house. And I know a lot of people who actually did that. They got married small because that's kind of how they wanted to do it from the out. And COVID sort of gave them that well, excuse. And there's people that didn't like they wanted a big wedding i feel bad for those people like marissa yeah my friend my friend sulu was supposed to have a giant wedding in april I know marissa probably wanted a nice not marissa, a big wedding but yeah. not just them my friend postponed until ne until this april but she still may not get it yeah sucks man it does it's changed a lot of people um it's affected mental health in a lot of ways um in 2019 approximately 20 percent of people reported having a mental illness uh, in this one survey conducted by the centers for disease control um in october of 2020 60 percent of individuals from the same survey reported mental illness i'd, I'd be curious how, out of that percentage of people mm-hmm how many of them had the internet? Oh, probably all of them. You think though? Yes. I know a lot of people have the internet. Well, most most of these surveys were conducted online. Oh. They're not calling them. Because I'm thinking, you're living in 2020. I know we're living in a pandemic and you're stuck at home. You have video games. Nope. You have the internet. Let I, me, I know. I know. Let me go ahead and tell you but a little versus, story. Versus like the 70s when you had none of that and all you had was like five channels. I bet you there would have been a lot bigger suicides and more depression back then. I actually think that it is the opposite because people feel so connected and disconnected simultaneously. I feel like social media connects you to everyone and then you've got people who are completely disregarding COVID regulations and going out and posting still. Yeah, but then you look at the video game community and like Reddit, they've been doing that shit for years and it's a beautiful community. It now, sure is. And now and they now, may not up, have... now the major the entire country is now just forced to do that to be like computer nerds and forced to communicate via Zoom and message the, board. The but. problem is like I said, we are social creatures and so isolation doesn't you. serve us well and I'm actually you and I are both very close to someone who was isolated from March and had right. to go stay I'm, I'm, I'm in a hospital. I'm not like, saying this is every person. Yeah. It, there's going to be these out. Depression and anxiety yeah. skyrocketed this year. And so did booze. Yes, actually. Yeah. There has been a 13% increase in substance abuse. It isn't just drinking. It's drugs too. I mean, 
I definitely drink more because of, tw- I mean, fuck, I think every, everyone I know has drank more in 2020. I don't think I really did. We did. I don't know. All those days at Disneyland. That's true. God. <laughs> those are like three Disneyland. days in one. They are for no, sure. We're not doing that anymore. <laughs> there was an amazing um, national COVID and mental health survey put out. Oddly enough, I looked up um, COVID-19 infographics. I love these. They're like little graphs that are pictures. And they're a great way to give someone statistics who may not want to read an entire journal article. Right and discover the results for themselves because I could read you a journal article and you'd like fall the current f- president. You'd fall the fuck to sleep. Um, but it's funny because I printed out this amazing infographic, and oddly enough, the person who created this infographic is none other than my dear friend David Frederick, who is a Chapman University professor who has me come to all of his classes. I'm not gonna lie, it's it's kind of a poor name, David. Frederick. David Frederick. David Frederick. PhD. See what I mean? <laughs> I mean, I'm not talking. It's kind of a compliment. It's a good name. It is a good name. And look at his picture. Look at him. It's not like over look the top, him. like. Look at him. All right. Well, you're not a porn star. Sorry. <laughs> He's adorable, though. He's adorable, though. But this is the guy who has me come and speak at Chapman all the oh, time. Love, love Chapman. We do. Beautiful, and, beautiful campus. Oh, my God. The campus is ridiculous. Um, and I'm going to be talking to a couple of his classes this month about STIs and. Um, a couple of the students well, listen to our podcast. Then forget what I just so. said. Just, no, no, no. Yeah. They'll probably all think that's hilarious, okay, by the okay. way. Based on this national survey, um, which was conducted, I was part of this. He sent me an email and asked me if I wanted to take place in this survey. So I'm part of these answers. No big deal. No big deal. 4,149 adults from all 50 states were asked about how they were feeling in the past week. And this was in April of 2020. Okay, so we're all a month into quarantine. Uh, 61% said they felt more stress. said they felt more nervous and on edge. 40% said they were eating more than normal. 61% said they were having the same amount of sex with their partner. So sex had not changed. They were still boning their partners. 47% said they felt trapped at home. 54% said they they felt very concerned about catching COVID. 70% distracted themselves with hobbies. And 48% looked for something good that was happening in the world. So um, coronavirus has affected our relationships in quite a lot of ways. Uh, one, a relationship with ourself. A lot of people, um, they actually can't say that the suicide rates have gone up because they can't really take into account this year yet because they have to wait until it's kind of over before they can tally the results. But there has been more calls to suicide hotlines. Um there's also been a significant amount of individuals, 50%, the Centers for Disease Control say that 50% of people say that they have gained weight this year that was unwanted, like more than normal. And doctors are reporting that their patients are actually gaining more weight this year. I personally have gone up two sizes. Uh, my husband and I both have put on COVID weight. It's very frustrating because gym's closed. What are you going to do? Funny enough, I've probably lost a little bit of weight. Good for fucking you. I have an exercise. <laughs> I did one month. I did sober September. That helped. That did help. But uh, I don't really, I don't weigh myself. I look in the mirror. That's how I do it. I just, I go, you're fat. And then I work on myself for a few months and I go, okay, I can see it now. It worked a little bit. <laughs> Good job. And my belt, you know, I notice it in my... I'm Mine's trying, my pants. I'm have, um, my really nice fancy belt. I have to go all the way. I might have to get a new belt. 
because it's get ha- it. had to go. Yeah. So. All right. Well, I, you know, I, one thing I think with these people that are <clears throat> depressed, I'm not calling you guys out. It's that sucks. It's depression is not a, not no joke. But I'm gonna uh, quote my my pastor, Mr. <laughs> Corolla. Oh boy. Adam Corolla. I mean, he is my church. In his comparison to COVID, since the beginning, since we were like locked down, and and he, even his podcast, he, he uh, his sound his sound guy has brain tumor, and he's you know compromised, so he can't be in, in the studio anymore. And his so even you know down to the low, everybody's been affected. And he he said it like this: It's like prison. You either let the time do you, or you do the time. Yeah. And that's kind of what we were. We we were in our own prison, but in a nice usually a house with internet, hopefully. So I try to do the best. I did a little And a lot of people do. I didn't usually do. But we had each other. And we had, you had Nana. You have a pool in the backyard. You have. Okay, and then if you don't have somebody. Right. Same. Don't do the time. Go find somebody then. There's plenty of people online. Not during COVID. There's plenty of people online. It's not an excuse. I'm sorry. It is. So COVID actually is probably going to be one of the largest uh, proponents of PTSD that this country has ever seen. <sighs> Sorry, I work in mental health and I'm I know and I'm and I know we know someone close that has has a has, lot of people. I know. But Not I, every- also, I also think our, this is from listening to Corolla too much. I also think our our country is a little bit too much of a pussies the last 20 years. I'm not even saying COVID. It's this is I would actually I would actually years. argue that it's because of the healthcare system because most of these individuals said that they had experienced a mental health condition and were able to get help for it in 2019 but because of covid we can't go to the doctor so if you can't go see a doctor and you can't go and get help for depression or anxiety it's really difficult to get out of that spiral and if telephone doctors that's that's not helpful like I do telephone therapy and it's like I feel like I'm talking to a chick like my friend like I want to sit in a room with a professional and a lot of people their insurance ran out because they lost their fucking job so then they didn't have access to their you. medication they didn't have access to their therapists I'm, ge- I'm generalizing so we're, it's not about it's not about us being pussies as much as it is about us that's not Carola's word but I'm that's saying. not us having medical care right so in places like Scandinavia, like Sweden, like Norway, they have medical care that covers everything if you have a job or if you don't. So their mental health is so much better than ours. And during COVID, they didn't see the spikes of depression and anxiety that we did because we don't have the medical systems in place. Here's another fact I was going to bring up later. As far as sexual health is concerned, STI rates looked like they plummeted in 2020. 53% decline in chlamydia is what it's not that's what happens when you look at a statistic without actually backing up the data right so it looks great the problem is we've actually dropped in testing 300 percent people aren't going to the doctor because they can't and they're not but they're also not going out into nightclubs and and finding random people to have sex with they still are actually tinder hinge and bumble saw a 75 percent uptick in their uh what are they called fucking registrations or probably more in the last six months, but when this first sure. started, probably right. not. Right, right, not not in the beginning, but in when when it's everything though, opened I'm, back up in June. On Bumble, I'm on Bumble, and when, there's a new thing that came up that um, it asks, it gives you like f- like five questions, like 
um, on a first date, would you prefer mask, no mask, or it doesn't matter? Or, <laughs> and then would you want to meet at a restaurant or in a park? Like, wow. it, it's a COVID survey, and then it comes up on your profile like, like COVID is going to change. If you're like a smoker or a drinker, it comes up like COVID's a stat. COVID's going to change like, the way we do everything. I would like to wear a mask at a, our date, and I would like to meet, you know, at a park on the phone for, or, you know, it's like, yeah, so it's it's interesting how it's literally it's going to change everything going forward. I was talking yeah. about this the other day with somebody and I was I think it was Linda. I was saying, you know how there are marks in time and people say, oh, is that pre-World War One or post-World War One? Oh, is that pre-Hitler or post-Hitler? Oh, was that 9/11. pre-9-11 or post-9-11? And that's probably I, that or Facebook. Pre Facebook or fo- post Facebook, yeah, like yeah. it wasn't. That I've wasn't heard, a date, though. It was. Like it wasn't. A, it was an event. But there are certain marks in history and marks in time where we can sort of record a change or a shift in how we behave um, and how we do things, how we operate on every molecular level. So, from how we go on dating apps, the fact that apps exist are because of Facebook, really. Well, yeah. I mean, post nine eleven, the fact that we can't. I have one for you. Yeah, go ahead. Because I've been thinking about this with movies, from from now on, with what they've already started doing with TV shows. That's kind of the, one of the first things that have been showing COVID, like in a reality, in our reality. But from now on, these movies, whatever the stories have got to be about a murder case, uh, you know, heist, a love story, there's going to be some kind of instance where they're going to have to run into some kind of COVID thing where they can't go to a restaurant. Like it's the writers are going to have to write in. COVID things mm-hmm. into the thing and and comparison is like cell phones yeah where yes. it's like uh, even for me now I gotta write like oh do I want to write something that's in like pre-cell phone era or because yep. pre- it's it it that affects storytelling because now people have the exactly. ability to communicate like on the spot versus do you now oh, shit they don't know across town you know do you something. know now like well, Kevin and I were watching something last night. We were watching Sex in the City. Oh my god! And it, it it was the very one of the very first episodes. And Carrie went said like, "Oh, meet me in the front," and Big went to the back, and she was in the front, and they missed each other for forty five yeah, kids, minutes. Kids, like, kids these days were like, "Why, why did you just, didn't text? just call him?" Yeah. And Kevin was like, "Ha ha, pre cell phone." And I was like, "Oh my god, it's true though. COVID's going to change the way that we do everything." You know who Whether, loves Sex in the City? Me. <laughs> Adam Carolla. Oh my God, I love Sex. So there you go. Little, um, little did you know back. that there is a reboot coming? He knows. Yeah, I do know because he, he talked about it, and it's not with what's it's her name. It's not with Kim Cattrall. No, that's okay. She doesn't want to do it. It's fine. Um, it's changed the way we communicate with people. Zoom is now a thing. I mean, Zoom was a thing before, but do you know who owns Zoom? Google. Amazon. Okay. Of course, Amazon. Of course, they do. They have Google Meet. I, you know, um, it's literally changing how we do every element of our social life. Um, we did remote celebrations like you and I, we did my graduation of remote birthdays. Um, but it, it's becoming a conflict with a lot of people. So a lot of people in this response told me that zoom is a point of contention for a lot of people. There's something, (laughs) I'm sorry. There's something called Zoom fatigue. I get that. <laughs> it's an actual thing. Zoom meetings need to have a host. Someone needs to volunteer and be the fucking host because there'll be in a, four people will have a conversation and then the conversation will end and then there'll be this fucking weird dead space of no one talking because no one. 
It's this it, that, that doesn't happen when you're sitting around in a room. Like if you're sitting yeah. with the people, there's not that awkward silence of oh, what do we talk about next? Because you're because in these videos you're on the spot. It's like you're on a show and God, I can't stand. Yes, I have it. You I have, have it. Zoom fatigue. I'm thinking about it right now. They're gonna be pissed off. And uh, I hate being the host. That's the other argument. That's the other part. It's like <laughs> this, this. The videos need hosts, but I don't want to do it. A lot of people say um, how their friends and family have handled the pandemic mm. has altered their relationships. Um, handled the pandemic and handled politics are two different things, and we're going to talk about both. So there are individuals who have handled the pandemic in a very blasé. Uh, nonchalant, just, I don't care, I'm not wearing a mask, fuck you. And they have somehow turned wearing a mask into a political argument, which blows my fucking mind. Like, shoes aren't a political argument and you wear them to protect your feet. So I'm very confused as to why wearing a mask is political. I don't fucking get it. I heard the greatest, like, comparison of what a mask does for people. So, okay, you and your friend are naked. Okay, and your friend starts to pee. Does pee get on you? Oh, you're standing five feet apart, by the way. He starts to pee. Does pee get on you? Five feet, that's, pretty, that's a good distance. But does it get on you? Five feet? Yeah. After a few beers, maybe, a little push. Okay. Yeah. Okay, does pee get on him? Make it three feet. Okay, is fine. It, is the distance of that, because five feet, that's that's a long piss. Fine, three feet. Three feet, okay. Okay, you're standing, you're chatting with somebody, and yeah. he starts to pee. Does pee get on you? Yes. Okay. You and your friend are standing, and you have pants on. Yes. And he, it does not, and he pees. Does pee get on you? Yes. But does something block it from getting on your leg? Less. Less, right. You and your friend are standing together. You're both wearing pants. No shirts, though. No shirts. Absolutely not. No. And he pees. No socks. And he pees. Does pee get on you? If he unzipped his fly, He yes. did not unzip his fly. Oh, okay, well, we didn't specify. Then no, it doesn't. Okay, Actually, so that is the him. best way to argue for wearing a mask, Boom. in my opinion. I knew you were going with it. Yes. I know you did. I like that. I like that analogy. It's, it's a great a analogy. One. So a lot of people say that how their friends and family have handled the pandemic have affected their friendships. Um, a lot of people canceled uh, holiday plans and got a lot of shit from their families and their friends. Um, Kevin's parents were like, nobody's coming over for anything. You no, know, think about it. It's kind of <clears throat> the anti-masker people are like the assholes that ride their motorcycles with no helmets. They fucking know. They fucking know that wearing a helmet is going to help you. Except it doesn't help other people. So the, I know, but but that that It's that my, mentality. Yeah. yeah. They it's know just, it's helpful but they just don't want to. They want to look cool and they it's uh, anti this and anti that. Fuck you. Yeah, no, I hear you. I hear you. And I, it's it's more upsetting to me because it's like if you have it and you're not wearing a mask, yeah, I guess like, the better, you're a dick. The better comparison is if like they don't wear a helmet and they crash, their their body explodes <laughs> and and kills people. If they wear the helmet, Obviously, they don't explode. (laughs) And brain shrapnel gets into somebody. Um, A lot of people say that uh, they have lost friends because they feel judged for adhering to COVID standards. Oh, I've definitely deleted deleted people from Facebook that have posted bullshit and I've called them out and just like, I'm done. So not close friends, though, but like Facebook friends. A lot of people said that, too. They've weeded out the bullshit. Recently. Today. Oh, my God. Um, Think about it. It Or yesterday. I don't know. some, Some dumb. For other people, it's not differences, but distance. So 
this is the other question that I had was maybe it's not a, a, a difference of opinion that's causing the shift in your relationship, but perhaps it's just the distance. Like I used to spend every weekend doing something, someone's birthday, someone's anniversary, someone's barbecue, someone's bachelorette party, somebody's baby shower, somebody's kid's birthday, somebody's anniversary, somebody's vacation, somebody's coming to visit Disneyland, Disneyland. Hi. I remember a time where I was booked for like three months. Like my weekends were full and it was fucking stressful and actually really annoying. Like we had gotten to a point in society. My friend Stephanie said the same thing. She's like, I was so resentful of having to say yes to everything, but you get to this point where you do. And so then it's expected. And if you say no, what's your excuse? I, I want to sit in my underwear and, and watch murder mysteries. Like, yeah. that's not a good excuse. That's what I say. Well, serial killer documentaries, please. Sign watch me that up. today. Thank you very much. Um, so it became this like expectant, like you have to do this. You have to do that. You have to be involved in this. You have to go here. And everything got their brakes put on in March. And then people were like, well, I'm tired of staying home and I want to go do something. It's like, okay, well you're five, like stop throwing a fucking tantrum. Like we can go do something, but we need to be distanced. Like let's go to the beach. Let's go to a park. Let's go outside. Let's go do. And the summer, it was great that it happened in the springtime so we could all have the summer, but now it's wintertime and people are fucking over it. And we're lucky enough to live in Southern California, so I still go to the park all the time with people to take walks. It gets walks. cold at night, though. It gets cold at night, yeah. yeah. But it it becomes a distance problem. You're yeah. not going to brunch. You're not going to movies. You're not going to Disneyland. Like I was saying before, yeah. And it's, it's because if you don't cultivate those relationships, they won't be maintained. You know, the ones that mean something to you are the ones that you're going to, to maintain. So if you have a difference of opinion, you're probably not going to make an effort to maintain that relationship outside of, especially if somebody isn't doing the things that you um, expect for, for COVID-19. Let's say, let's say you wanted to go to the beach with somebody, but they're like, nope, sorry, I go to a bunch of rallies and I don't wear masks and I, uh, you know, I don't, wash my hands or whatever the fucking case may be. You may not want to go and spend time with that friend because that's scary for you. You don't want to set yourself up to get COVID. Yeah. It's a difficult conundrum that a lot of people found themselves in this year. Um, and a lot of people actually said their romantic relationship got better because of the coronavirus. So a lot of people lost a lot of friends, um, but their relationship with their significant other got better. My boss, actually, Andrew, I was talking to him about this, and um, he said that if you think about it, if you were investing so much time in other people, um, let's say just in 2019, you were hanging out with your friends, you were going out drinking, you were going to you know, football games, baseball games, you were going to clubs, you were going out for birthdays, and you're always with other people, it would have been really hard to kind of uh, maintain a solid and healthy relationship. And then COVID happened and everyone who was living together was sort of forced to be with each other 24 hours a day, especially people who got to work from home. Now 
I love husband Kevin Weller so fucking much that I could just go live on an island with him and I wouldn't be bothered. So I was super fucking stoked when his work said that he could work from home. It was like a present for me. Um, and then my work let me work from home half of December and half of January. And so I got to be home when he was home. And so I'm really excited. And I feel like my relationship is 20 times better than it was in 2019. And that's thanks to quarantine because we spend every fucking day together. We don't give our weekends away to people. We are hiking together. We're watching movies together. We're going to breakfast together. We're cleaning the house together. It's really brought us closer. Um, Just the opposite. Dating is hasn't gotten. It's even harder now. <laughs> On the other end, over it here, is. Mr. Single You're Man. You're not wrong. Any single ladies out there want to hit me up? Yeah, honestly though, like it's like if you talk to like how do you set up a first date? Yeah. If there is, the first date might be on Zoom. So Stephanie, who was on here in the beginning of COVID, talked about how she found a dude um, on, oh my God, eHarmony, I think. Yeah. Or Match? Match. One of those two. The paid ones. The paid ones. And they their first four dates were in public parks with masks on walking around. Yeah. Um, a lot of phone calls, a lot of FaceTime. Um, and they're still dating by the way. I'm not saying it's, yeah, it can't be done. It's just, but it's, it was hard. hard. Yeah, man. And, and it was difficult for them for sure. If you are noticing that you're having trouble in your romantic relationship, um, some psychologists from psychology.com, Uh, talk about ways that you can improve your relationship, focus on achievable goals, focus on the positive, um, broaden your support systems, um, use technology to maintain connection if you guys are long distance, take time off when you need it, um, and remember that meaningful relationships require meaningful maintenance. So the relationships that you really feel like you want to keep up with are the ones you're going to keep up with. And those are the ones that deserve your attention. And I think if COVID has taught us anything, it's who our inner circle is. It's it's really who is um, taking their lives seriously and, and, and who we kind of want to surround ourselves with. And I hope that people take that energy with them into 2021. Um, did you start any hobbies during? Uh, <clears throat> no. No? No, I just watched more movies. Okay, that's the number one hobby that people said they did, that they watched well, more that was, TV. That was already a thing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. It, sorry, why, I almost finished The West Wing before they took it off Netflix. I got to finish that. But yeah, I started watching things I'd never like really watched before. I watched a bunch of movies with Nana, old old stuff, new stuff. Favorite movie of 2020? Um, you want to come back to me? We watched... a. Um, yeah, I don't know the name of it. Okay. The next, um, cause I'm going to do a shout out right now. So the next hobby that people said they came, uh, they developed during quarantine was reading and I'm going to get a, sh- give a big old fucking shout out to my book club. I joined a book club. I don't know why it took me so long to do this because I love reading. I read all the fucking time. I fucking power read through. We're going to start. Oh, shit. Hi. Uh, we're going to start doing a, uh, 
a book segment on so so Oh my God, so let me back. be on it. So the Reed Rovers Book Club is hosted by my dear friend Lauren. Um, and she took part in the survey that we're going to talk about later. And she actually recommended a bunch of other people to listen to my podcast, including my dear friend Nancy and a new listener named Amanda. Thank you for reaching out on our Instagram, What's Your Position podcast. And she's a social worker and she wants to come on the show. Is she signal? I don't know. I didn't ask. Um, but reading is a huge hobby that people have developed. What were you? What was the movie? I read Netflix captions. That's how. That's what You're I read. Ridiculous. Hey, there are some big words. There that are. You're right. It's not. It's okay. Anyways, um, how green is my valley? Okay. It's an old movie Crazy. from an old movie. 1942. It actually beat Citizen Kane for best Oscar, but there was some. Um, uh, politics, politics behind that. But then that led me to my other favorite movie of 2020 that was about Citizen Kane. That's a more recent movie, Mank. Oh. David Fincher's. Ooh. A lot of people aren't going to like it. I love anything Fincher puts out. He is a genius and it's a just a homage to Citizen Kane and those types of movies back then. And I disagree with everyone that hates that movie. Okay, good times. I loved it. Um, I started a hobby that it, this wasn't mentioned on the arts and crafts was mentioned. Um, do it yourself projects, gardening. I started. Oh, you a, know what? I did do that. You I, did garden. I, I did start a, a pepper a pepper garden. It's gonna bloom hopefully this spring. It will for yeah. sure. I started uh, Madly Succulent, which right, is an official sponsor of our podcast. Go to Madly Succulent on Instagram for and you your, guys have been a you guys have helped out. I've, I've gotten way more into succulents now. They're amazing. They're yeah, wonderful they're little fun. things. I love them so much. We're also on offer up if you guys want any succulents. Um, and the other thing that I started this year was this fucking podcast. Hey. Right? There's that. Yeah. And it didn't say that people started a lot of podcasts, but I feel like um, listening to podcasts is probably something that a lot of people. I was, um, for me, it's gone down. Because I, really? I would do it listening, going to work and coming home from work. And oh. I think a lot of people do that too and working out. Huh. And people haven't been able to do that as much. Yeah, so that's true. I think there's. I think it, it was the people that were dedicated that were doing it in the mm-hmm. car went down, but then there was this new crowd of people that didn't know what podcasts were and go, oh, this is something I can get into. And yeah. So I think it was kind of this balance that went down and there was more people that went up. So. Yeah. Um, how about some positive things that came out of quarantine? Mm. I'm going to name some while you think. Fewer expenses. Um, while many people were struggling with job and income loss, staying home means less money spent on transportation and commuting, so less gas money, less wear and tear on your car, less money on entertainment. When's the last time you sat in a movie theater? I got to go. I watched Tenant in the middle of quarantine. They opened up theaters for like a minute in Orange County, and I went down to Irvine and watched Tenant. I have so. not been to a movie since <clears throat> January, I think. A year. Mm. I think it's been a year. Um, eating a little bit healthier. They say that that could be some yeah. something that people have done. They start cooking at home, and cooking at home does definitely render a bit more healthier than going out to eat. Although, of course, fast food stayed open the entire time. Whatever. Right. Uh, more quality time with family. A lot of people who responded said that they grew so much closer to their family members, their sisters, their brothers. I, I spent more time with you than I did with my friends. I really did like doing this podcast yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, coming over on the weekends, catching up on reading and Netflix. That's a positive for people. Um, improving upon your cooking and baking skills. I know a lot of people who started their very first sourdough bread. Um, your pets are happier. Your dog is so happy that you're home all the time. 
<laughs> your dog is fucking thrilled that you're home. Your cat, not so much. But your dog, probably. Mm. Um, your garden probably looks better. How about you haven't had to pay a bar tab in a while? Now, that's not true because there are some bars that are open still. Yeah. Especially in Huntington Beach. Um, driving less equals less pollution. Um, we have all maybe learned a little bit more about our routines and focused on ourselves. Um, we can focus and appreciate more essential workers like supermarket cashiers, um, delivery drivers, um, baristas at Starbucks who still worked throughout the pandemic, the fast food workers who still worked, waitresses and waiters. Generosity and community mindedness is spiking. So there's actually a huge spike in volunteer work during the pandemic because people aren't working. So they're volunteering their time more changing in working habits. I mean, a lot of companies are discovering that working from home is possible, which means that people can spend more time with their family. America is so hung up on this 40 to 50 hour work week where you have to drive and go to work and yeah. sit at a computer and then go home. And it's like, if all I'm doing is sitting at this computer, why can't I sit at the computer that's at my house? A brand new Google <clears throat> building was built in downtown LA and was supposed to open up this year. And now they're predicting that no one may never work in that building Holy because of COVID. Shit. It was like a brand new state of the art thing. And it may never be. Yeah. It's the, the way that they planned it. At yeah. Least, yeah. It's, it's almost like we forgot that, you know, family should probably come first. And if you are, if you don't live with anyone, if you're someone who lives at home and lives alone, then yeah, going into work is probably the highlight of your day sometimes. Yeah. And those people probably still need an environment where there's coworkers and where they can interact with other human beings. And there will always be jobs where you cannot work from home. Yeah. Always. I can't. <laughs> but if it's an option for a mom to work at home and be there when her kids get home from school, why the fuck not? Yeah. It's an option for me. If it's an option for me, I would do it. I love working at home. I love it. Um, people are more in touch with friends and family. Um, absolutely. I think that I have connected more with my friends and family than ever before. Um, all right. Let's get into the questionnaire. Can we take a quick break? Yes, we can take a break. Are you kidding me? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Okay, we're gonna take a break. We'll be right back. Come right, come right back. Producer Robert Maine pick a song for the break uh, from a band that he discovered this year. I did. This is a band called Bearings. Oh. Yeah. You played me this song. I love this song. I think it's so catchy. They have a new EP out this year um, called Hello, It's You. This album's all over the place. I will say that. They don't <laughs> really know what their sound is, but, the out, but that being said, they're very catchy. The songs, they're all catchy, but they don't make sense together. Okay. Make sense, but yeah, this song is like their single. And this I love it. Yeah, this is great. It's a good one. The song that we're going to end the show with is a guy that I discovered this year. That's why I picked him. That was, I was going to ask a question. Did you find anything? I did, uh, but he is not from this year. I just, I found him this year by 
like perfecting my Spotify. Yeah, there's another actually another band I found that you said that that was uh, Can't Swim. Oh, okay. They're they're from like a, they're I don't even know. Yeah, they put out a new album like this year, but I didn't like that one. <laughs> but the one from like 2017 was like it's one of my new favorite albums of like all time. Like it's so one good. of my new favorite bands of all time. I discovered this year Fever three three three. Oh hey, I know those guys. You do know those guys. I know those guys. You're the reason a few of we know videos. them. And uh, my husband's yeah, obsessed. I feel like yeah, you guys. You guys are a little bit older, Shut and, up. But, but you guys aren't. But in that sense, you guys aren't looking for new no. artists like you were in your you know teens or twenties, because right. you're set. You guys, I'm have, content. I can listen to Three Eleven. Yeah. Literally, I listen to their disc discography more than I listen to anything else, just in the background. For your strong th- Thursday for me, yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, it's, you're right. We're not looking for new people, and it's I, it's it's also because I, I don't do it very often either. But because of my podcast, so so scrutiny, a little shout out. Hey, um, we look for new stuff coming out. Not only older bands that are doing new stuff, but newer bands. We want to hear what the newer young kids are putting out and scrutinize the shit out of them. Doesn't it all sound like garbage though? It all starts to sound the same, but <laughs> it's the difference, how you make it sound a little bit different. This is, is true. Is the difference. This is true. So, so we're going to get into the questions that I posed to the Instagram community and all of my wonderful, wonderful friends um, also uh, sent out on their Instagram story. Shout out if you helped me. Stacy, you helped me. Lauren, Nancy, Maddie, Ryan, Robert, my husband. Um God, if I miss anybody, I'm feel like such an asshole. Oh, cat, cat, oh, you wonderful human. Um, thank you guys for sending that out into your hemisphere of people. Kimberly, thank you so much. Um, I got so many responses. We got over 200 responses. So thank you guys for your help. The first question I asked was, how did relationships change for you in 2020? And um, I, I looked over a lot of responses because everyone kind of worded that question in their own way. So it's sort of difficult to kind of get a, a, a yes or no out of it. But 73% of respondents said something positive about their relationships. 64 said something complicated. So it was positive and negative. And 15% of respondents said something only negative. So their relationships all had kind of a negative change. And I've circled some that I'm going to read. Um, most of the individuals that I asked to help me put this survey out, told their their friends that this was going to be anonymous. Normally on What's Your Position, I like to shout out at people and like give them some props, but I'm going to keep everybody anonymous because that way I don't have to try to figure out whose is whose. So um, could you find me some 311 music to play while I uh, do behind of this, please? Very much appreciate it. Something from Mosaic actually would be would be lovely. Um, first comment I'm going to say about changing of relationships. What I meant was any relationship, significant other, um, co-workers, friends, family. How did your relationships change? So um, this person said the most significant change has been the relationship I have with myself. And I actually have to say, I have become so much nicer to myself this year. Uh, boundaries are something I learned big time this year and that's an amazing comment I wish I could say your name I feel like I've grown closer to my online friends and more distant from my IRL friends Um, something that you mentioned earlier Robert about gamers I'm sure the gaming community has really come together and been just a big support for each other Um, a lot more distant this person says I used to be social and now I barely talk to anyone like That is so sad. I miss giving handshakes. I miss giving high fives. 
Yeah, but you're not a dude. Give it a good handshake. <laughs> Man. I am not a dude. You know, when I walk up, you know, to a job in the morning and it's nice and early and you see your friends that you want to work with and you give them a, hey, buddy, give me a handshake. Fucking miss that, man. Now we do a stupid fucking elbow. I do elbows, thing. yeah. Fucking stupid. I've outgrown a lot of my relationships, and a lot of my relationships have grown. I loved that. I grew closer to friends and family. I've had lots of Zoom calls. <laughs> LOL. Um, grew apart from family who chose politics first. I will say, people who chose to politicize everything, I was over it. I was fucking over it. Although we have some pretty political people in our family. No, that's it. Wasn't unused. too bad this year. No, no. I feel like this has probably been the mildest year politically in our family. Yeah. Honest to God. It was crazy. Um, unable to visit the gay bathhouses, and I lost the potential of expanding as polyamorous. I am so sorry that that happened to you. Um, I've grown apart from a lot of people, had some big political disagreements with family. Uh... LMAO, what are relationships? I deadass haven't seen any of my friends since March. That sucks. I set the bar high when it comes to the energy around me. Most of my interactions with others are digital because I live alone. Yeah. I no longer speak to someone I thought I'd spend the rest of my life with. But I love me now more than before. Holy fuck. I wonder what happened there. In 2020, I feel like it's harder to stay connected to people, so I've become obsessed with it. So I wonder if that person, like, constantly just checks online, like, what people are saying. I've seen family more, but friends less, which has made me feel distant from friends. You know, I feel the same way. I see my family way more, which is great, because, like, my family is forever. Like, my siblings, I talk to them on face calls every day. I see you once a week at least. Mm -hmm. Nana, Linda, I feel like you guys are my best friends anyways, but, like, it sucks to not be able to see my friend friends. Yeah. Yeah. I felt as my significant other, uh, or my significant other and I have grown stronger in our relationship. Um, I am more selective of who I spend my time with. Um, the ones that meant something became stronger. I threw out the trash, fake friends, irresponsible friends, exes, grudges, bad habits, anything toxic was gone. I am now closer to my fiance. We spend 24 seven together and I love and appreciate him on a whole new level. Um, it's made me reach out to people more. Uh, my sister, I'm going to fucking call her ass out. She said, my relationships haven't changed at all. I'm with her, man. <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say it's not the same as 2019, but... Uh, relationships haven't changed. Like love relationships. No, no, no. Like any relationship. Any relationship. Yeah, mine really haven't... Yeah. I, yeah, nothing really has changed. My emotions haven't changed. Pretty cute. I had um, my friend Kimberly respond to me, and then her boyfriend responded to her, and they both said the same thing, that they found um, their favorite person ever during COVID, oh, which is each other. Um, my friend Stephanie said that she has learned to set boundaries, which is hard. You know um, what makes me depressed? Is hearing all these fucking bullshit stories like, oh, I got to spend three months with my fiance or my boyfriend. That's funny because husband, hey, my- husband Kevin Weller says, this was his response, yeah. more snuggling, less muggling. Okay. You know, you, know that, you know how that makes us single people feel? I feel like the single people are way more depressed than the people that are in relationships. Yeah. We don't want to hear that shit. We don't. Well, then don't. Uh, my other friend said, the number of relationships lessened, but the quality of relationships got better. 
Um, less time together now because she's Canadian. That sucks. <laughs> Some have gotten closer, some have gotten distant. Romance has been non-existent, but friends and family haven't changed. Um, I've definitely cut out a lot of people in my life, and I have not hooked up with anyone this year. Uh, weakened a lot of good connections because of lack of energy to keep in touch. That's interesting. Like You just don't have the energy to, to stay connected. I don't want to do seven Zoom calls you. in a day. I'm with that person. Yeah. Um, I feel love for the people that I know. Uh, I ended a couple of friendships because they were long overdue. I prioritized the important relationships and let go of the bullshit ones. And then my friend Nancy put it in a poll. Did your relationships get stronger or got uh, more complicated? 69% stronger, 31% said more complicated. Um, Did you lose or gain anybody? 10% said neither, 52% said gained, and 69% said lost. I didn't like end a relationship, but I had a couple people have to move out of state and I probably won't be able to see them for a very long time. Yeah. Which that's my loss. That's a lot. That is a loss. Yeah. You didn't end it, but you lost. I mean, them. we're going to like social friends, but one's moving to Texas. No, one's moving to Tennessee. One's moving to uh, North Carolina. And yeah, it's going to suck. So for the loss one, I meant it broad. So yeah. I actually was asking if individuals lost someone like in life and also because they had to end the relationship. So some of these responses are sad, but some of them aren't. Um, some people just replied with either no, yes, lost or gained. Um, this person said, I lost my significant other because of a breakup. This person said no loss, thankfully. My father is old, but he never got COVID. My true friend stuck around. Um, yes, both. Reconnected with friends uh, long past and lost many extended family who blocked me because of politics. Someone said their friend unfortunately took their own life this year um, and that's been tough. No, but I definitely feel like it's going to happen in 2021. <laughs> They're going to lose friends. Um, my, my dear friend Fred said he lost his grandmother the day after Christmas. Um, someone else that I lost a few close friends due to politics. Um, my dear friend Kim, again, lost her mom, um, not because of COVID, but uh, let this year went ahead and lost some people. Um, gained relationships with my daughter since she was born. My sisters both had kids this year. My friend Candace had a kid this year. Uh, my friend Lindsay had a kid this year. My friend Corey and Liz got pregnant this Hell year. Hell yeah. With science. Science. Next week's episode. Oh yeah. Ooh, Can I give a little shout-out? Oh, oh, totally, totally. Uh, right now? Or no, no, no. Later? I'm going to give a shout-out at the okay. end. Don't worry. Uh, redefined my relationships by setting up boundaries. Um, husband Kevin Weller said, did you break up with me? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, gained a couple of friends that began with yeah, forgiveness. He's, he's gonna, you guys are going to break up because I'm going to marry that guy. You are not. He's ridiculous. Yeah. I distanced myself from a lot of people because of Black Lives Matter. And I know I know who asked this question, so I know they meant because this person supports Black Lives Matter and their friends don't. Yeah, that sounded weird. I know. But I know who this is, <laughs> okay. and so I can tell you that it's because this person supports Black Lives Matter and the people she's distanced herself from do not. Um, I lost some but gained better ones. Um, kept all the same people. No, I don't like or I don't let things change things. <laughs> <laughs> my true friends stuck around despite the distancing. Um, my boyfriend and I broke up. 
The couple we were hanging out with told him it would be better to end it. My God. So that leads me to, are you still with your significant other that you started 2020 with? You guessed 70-20. You were really fucking close. 80-20. 80-20. You were close. It was 71-29. Ooh, my first, I was like, I went 50-50, and then I went, no, maybe 75-25. And I was like, uh, maybe. That was close. Yeah. So because you're single and you hate this, I'm going to just tell you. But then what is, do you know what the statistic normally is pre-COVID? What the, if people... Well, I mean, this I mean is, the divorce rate is fifty. This is your this is your stat of the people you took, right? Yeah, this oh, is just this of is the not, people I took, right? Right. But I'd be curious if relationship relationships got better. I would too. I actually Look thought about writing. I've been, and there there hasn't been enough studies done right. yet. I really want to write a thesis on this. A hundred percent. I can't seem to get rid of him. We um, we sure did. Marriage is stronger because of COVID. I couldn't have done it without him. Um, married four years this summer. Uh, yes, we fought over a lot of dumb stuff, but we started calling each other out and settling it with a hug. <laughs> okay, that's adorable. Um, I gained Blech. I gained a boyfriend in the middle of lockdown. Um, oh, I wonder who that is. <laughs> um, I found my person during COVID. Um, or oh, that might be the person I'm thinking of. No, it's not, oh. actually. The, the other one was. Uh, uh, one of my friends, Stacy, did a poll, yes or no. Did you end 2020 with the same people you started? 75% yes, 25% no. Um, yes, pretty much, minus a few. Um, and then another one of my friends did, uh, actually two of my friends, Kat and Nancy, did a poll. Um, and 63% on Nancy's said yes, 37% said no, 71% on Kat's said yes, 29% said no. So COVID seemed to keep a lot of lovers together, but kind of ruined some friendships, um, separated some families. And it seemed that most of those separations were due to differences in opinion, politics, and uh, behaviors. And, you know, that's kind of what sociology is all about. It's we unfortunate. Don't, we don't need our general statistics. We just made our own. You should submit these to. I should submit these to a journal. Yeah, look to, what I did, to Mr. To, Fauci himself. Excuse me, Fauci. I have some statistics for you. Um, I want to give a shout out to anyone who contributed in the survey today. I really fucking appreciate that. That was That's a rad. last minute, last ditch effort for a stoned thought do more that I had. I, I, I might do more. I like to do with you and your statistics. Do the the polls. I think you're going to get a lot more people to. To enter it, it's easier to hit yes or no versus writing a sentence or something. You know what I mean? I should probably do a yes or no. I keep or making people write sentences, and I think they're hating me for it. <laughs> yeah, because you either have more to say or you have. That's why to say. I I don't think I got anyone to respond to mine uh, yeah, right? because I'm, it's none so of much my easier. That's it. Next poll, I guarantee you, is going to be yes or no. Yeah. Um, speaking of things that are coming up next, we are doing a crossover show. We're going to be discussing in vitro fertilization with the amazing Liz and Corey. Stocks. Uh, Stocks. The stocks. Um, they're going. Uh, Corey is the guest host, uh, or not the guest host, the co-host of So So Scrutiny podcast, and um, Robert and him and I are also going to be doing a mini episode on uh, the ranking of all the amazing seltzers. It might be a long episode, out. so it might be a full. Episode. Might be we'll a see. full mini. You'll never. You never know. Um, but I'm really excited about this crossover. We've been waiting for it for a really long time. So we're going to talk about their journey with in vitro fertilization. It's a journey. I've, it's. I've been in I've been involved since almost the beginning he's I've been in the the circle of yeah. being known to what's going on yeah 
because Corey can't keep his fucking mouth shut <laughs> and wants to go. He's so excited. He's so excited to meet his daughter. I know, he's he really so is. cute. As much as I don't want kids, I'm on that side of the spectrum. And luckily, Corey's on the other side. And him and Liz. They're so I, grateful. I, I hate people that have kids. People don't. Most people don't know how to have kids. And these people, these two know how to have, and I can't. Yeah. I can't wait for the to meet this little girl. That's amazing. They uh, they, they uh, announced it. We'll figure it out on Sunday. Nah, we'll talk about it yeah. then. We'll let them tell us. Um, thank you, everybody who um, to contributed and who listens and um, who downloads our episodes. Please make sure you like, follow, download, um, share with a friend. Follow us on What's Your Position podcast on Instagram. You can always email me on uh, at Gmail, What's Your Position podcast at gmail.com. Um, let us know what you think. And I hope that everybody stays safe right now, no matter what your stance is. We care about you. We love you. And we want you to uh, stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. A story told in a mystic way. And those roads, they roam through big fields. roads my heart they come still What's Your Position podcast and its social media websites represents the opinions of Ashley Weller and her guests. The content here should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for the educational and entertainment purposes only. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or corrections correction of errors. Stay safe, stay kind, and stay sexy. Hey!